basically, I'm not even going to read the the horrible description on Netflix, but basically it's a bunch of English people <laughs> in a country cottage tell scary stories and it's kicked off by a dude that shows up saying, I feel like I've been here before. I'm something's horrible going to happen to me. That's basically how it started. And a lot of people consider this to be the granddaddy of anthology stories. But guess what, buddy? The movie behind me? It's it's a German movie from 1924 called Das Wack Finger in Cabinet. Which is Waxworks. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but... Anyway, no, but it was t- 1924, and it was an anthology series. Of course, it was silent, so this would be the first sound, sound, sound. one, I guess. Yes. So it's an anthology, which, that's why I brought this one up. I'm like, it doesn't seem that exciting, because I, tra- I saw a trailer, and I'm like, it doesn't seem very exciting, but it's historical, and it's kind of interesting. Well, it was, the thing is, is it, was, it was actually interesting. It, it was pretty interesting. It was, it was much better done than I thought it would have been. Well, this right? came out of Ealing Studios, that wasn't really known for horror at the time, and it's right out of World War II. Apparently, I didn't know this, but they banned horror movies in Britain during World War II. So, oh, did they? Really? So this is like one of the first horror movies to be released after the ban was lifted, when World War II ended. Oh, oh, because it's, it's not what I would call a... Uh, well, for, very, it's for not British very, people, it must be. It's horror. <laughs> Not a very horror. I mean, what's scary than being trapped with a bunch of strangers in a living room and everybody's talking about boring things? <laughs> really, really, uh, I have to say it. It is, it is interesting, but but it was also very British. Yes, because an awful lot of it was done by dialogue, and it was interesting because it it did point out, or as the British say, it did point up. The differences between American film and British film, because 99% of the driving of this film was in the dialogue. And the big difference between American films and British films, and a lot of it has to do with the way that the way that American films started and the way that British films started, because British films didn't British the British did not have a long tradition of silent film. They had, they kind of didn't catch on to it until uh, they didn't have an industry until talkies came along, right? Yeah. And 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 ours started in the tradition uh, in a tradition that came directly from silent films, and so yeah. it, the eighteen hundreds was like the first American movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. And because of that, we tell we tell our stories visually because the last thing that you wanted to do in a silent film was explain everything by the cue cards that were out of time and were in between <laughs> the action, right? Yes, yes. And and so you look at this and, and 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 it's such a classic version of telling of literally you know, kind of sitting down and telling you the stories, right? You know, and and it's it's not that it was a hundred percent that way, but you could definitely tell that they have a different tradition than we do, and it and it carries through to this day. I mean, to, to uh, I mean, well, let's it's like face Hitchcock. It. It's very uh, play like. It's like a watching right, a play right. in a lot play-like of cases. And, and and even to this day, their television. Is is close uh, is closer and in comedy it's closer to it's 
it's uh, uh, driven by dialogue, whereas ours is closer to slapstick. <laughs> What's weird about this, though, is that we're starting to copy the British. <laughs> so, like, all these uh, shows on PBS, for example, that we're, oh, we're starting yeah. to copy. Or, yeah, like, well, Being Simple, for example, that was a British show originally, and uh, right. we remade it. And then, like, I mean, there's a ton of those movies or shows that we have copied. I well, mean, they haven't really copied a lot of ours recently. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of going the other way now. You know, and, and, you, and if you look at something like The Office that came from Britain. Yes. Uh, have you watched the original Office and compared it to the new one? I I have. And it's... Uh, I've watched the first few episodes of the British one. No, I've seen the whole... I, I have seen the whole uh, British It's so Office. different. But yeah, I love they, Ricky Gervais, so I mean... Well, you know, the interesting thing is is that... If you look at the very first couple of hours in the office, um, it is very much where all the ancillary characters are just in support of. Yes. Yep. They're just in, in support of Steve Carroll and Krasinski, right? I mean, basically, that's and that is absolutely the the dynamic of the office in Britain. And it was that way all the way through. In America, it quickly became an ins- ensemble. Oh, totally, yeah. Uh, and part of it was that uh, that uh, almost everybody that was on the show started as the writers. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. They had the the writing was different because you had a lot of people that came from comedy backgrounds that well, were writing for other comedies. <laughs> and, and here's another thing, though: is 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 we have a long tradition of writers' rooms. But and, yeah, yeah. And this is collaborations, not British, right? That's right. And this yeah. is not a British thing. I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, writers' rooms are kind of a very specifically American thing, and and, and in fact, it's it's specifically just TV. It's not like there's a writers' room out there that's making movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And, and and that writers' room, they were in the writer. Everybody that was in. That was that you see, you know, uh, like uh, um, I was going to say beyond Pam, but uh, but but all the rest of the uh, 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 people in in, in the background uh, were originally the writers' room of the American version of The Office. Yeah. And then, and, well, and weren't then, some of them NBC writers that came from like SNL and other places? I don't really know all the writers, but <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, right, all. all, all all of them. I mean, Mindy Kaling is a perfect example, and uh, the the guy that was the snitch that was the uh, yes. uh, pu- public. Uh, uh, he was the one that. Um, oh, I can't think. The weenie looking guy. Uh, <laughs> you have to narrow it down. I know you're talking about the guy who's directing horror movies now. Right, exactly. Krasinski. 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 Yes. Perfect example. I mean, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's better, but uh, uh, for American tastes, I like it quite a bit. And I have worked with many British writers before. (laughs) And, and yeah, and (laughs) I immediately have gone in and stepped on that, stepped on their uh, long and. Incredibly long monologues and, and you know saying, look, you really can't, you can't, 
You can't do that. I mean, that's that's not. It's not 1946. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. But it's still a it's still a big part of the uh, British tradition. Right. Um, you know, it, it it's like think of all the great films that come out of Britain. Let me guess. You said that when you were on the set of Hamlet. <laughs> oh, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I've made that I've made that observation before that British talk a lot and Americans. They prefer to show things. Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. show it. Let's show me. Show me this. The action. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's uh, so. So this kind of follows with that tradition. You're being told these stories, you know, and uh, and there is a lot of freaking talky uh, uh, talky. You know how long this is? So apparently when they released this to American audiences, they cut out two parts of it. They cut out the really? Christmas party hide-and-seek thing. I, th- I think that was part the part. And then also the golfing part. So you had these two characters at the end that didn't make any sense. Like, why are these two characters there? <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, I mean, that must have been really confusing for American audiences to <laughs> figure that out. But yeah. yeah. So that's why the ventriloquist dummy became so popular. And I think that's what's amazing about this one is I think it kind of – the ventriloquist dummy is like the grandfather of a lot of dummy <laughs> or dummy yeah. stories, you know what I mean? Or ventriloquist stories. Oh yeah. Oh, oh a lot of, you know, ventriloquist horror stories. And I, and I love the fact that, uh, that, that, that through the, the, the whole ventriloquist thing that we were Hugo. attacking the Hugo. nicest guy. <laughs> oh, did you notice how weird it was that they had somebody that was a, a little person dressed up as, as Hugo? It was really yeah, creepy. Yeah. That was, that was a very disturbing sequence. I have to Where say. he stood up. Yeah, but 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 I like the fact that that we kept slamming the 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 other ventriloquist, yes. you know, that that was worshiping before the guy, and then he was getting completely trashed, and all he ever did was say really nice things back, you know, and do really nice things. Is that <laughs> so, what it's like wow. to work in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's like, it's like waiting under, wait, waiting for the uh, crap to come out of that elephant, you know. <laughs> oh, my favorite part, my, my, I think my favorite story was the golf story, <laughs> especially when they used the little light for the yeah, golf ball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it when the golf ball is like flying around like this, and and you're going, yeah, that that's that's. 100% rotoscope, folks. <laughs> well, it, yes, rotoscope wait, when it was first rotoscope. You know what the word rotoscope means? <laughs> I don't know, no. Rotoscope was I understand old, what it is, but I don't know what it means. Well, rotoscope was an old technique that that they they literally scraped uh film off of the uh off of the emulsion. Wow. They scraped the emulsion <laughs> off of the film. And it, so it was used it was used back in the day for like laser strikes or for you know streaks coming through the air. So it was all there are there are all kinds of effects that you could do just by scraping <laughs> scraping the film off. And and that that golf ball was the perfect example of rotoscoping. Wow. Yeah. Cool. There well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I I wouldn't say that that technique is as easy even with digital. <laughs> You're still sitting there going. Yeah, yeah. Try to is, cut stuff out. It, I don't know that it was easy. It was certainly one frame at a time, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's just like when people used to color in the the negatives to make it colorized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the one behind me, I think that's probably what they did. They probably tinted it, obviously. But No, well, yeah, they were tinted as big runs, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Those Germans. <laughs> so, woohoo! 
<laughs> so anyway, no, I actually kind of like this. I just thought it was really kinda, plotting I, and slow. I, I but... kind of liked it. it. It was, it was, my wife loved it. Well, I'm a, fact, I'm an American I, from the 20th, 21st century watching as this. As I started to watch it, as I started to watch it, I went, okay, I have to like pause this. And wait until my wife can come in and watch it at the same time. So that's because, that's interesting. She really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Oh, she massively enjoyed it because I think that she she is a fan of ghost stories, right? And ghost stories, and I think anthology stories that are relatively tame. Gotcha. You know? And this and and they couldn't be tamer than these it's stories. Like tales from the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, 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 it's funny. It was kind of reminiscent of Tales from the Dark Side. Well, that's, I mean, I think what's funny is that this actually gave way to a lot of future anthologies that didn't exist yet. And I know I've seen that dummy kind of. I know I saw the Twilight Zone. I know for sure I saw the Twilight oh. Zone. And then oh, we yeah. saw it in that 1964, I think it was, that movie. Uh, we oh, God, saw what was it. Yeah, it? I was Devil say, Doll. Devil yeah, Doll. Devil Doll. We, we saw it in that. Uh, and. and I was going to say, wasn't the Trilogy of Terror had a dummy in it? Uh, I mean, I think one of the stories in Trilogy of Terror actually was a... Right, yeah. What Was a uh, uh, dummy, <laughs> dummy talking thing. Dummy talking, the ventriloquist. Oh, Vin- one thing that was different about this was the guy that played the ventriloquist was phenomenal. Especially when he was in the... When he was in the um, the jail cell and he had his hands like this and he was like looked like he was having a conversation like by himself like right, i mean right, he yeah. he was like the he best was, ca- best he actor was actually i think a very good ventriloquist <laughs> you can tell that he was actually being the ventriloquist yeah. i mean well no I mean, and all the actors in this were pretty good that's what kind of kept my interest i think was that yeah yeah i was able to hang in there <laughs> yeah I, I i mean yeah my 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 wife really enjoyed it i i don't know if i you know i i i was uh I, I don't know if I good. really enjoyed it. I think I, it kept my interest. That's kind of that was yeah, it kept amazing. my interest. I was being a good sport. It was it. it was, and it was pretty long. Try and figure out what that car was that he was driving up in, you know, because it kind of it kind of looked like a uh, it, it it looked like it was an MG that was made uh, by committee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's vote on the shape of the bumper. It, it looked, yeah, because it looked really, really long, and it like, it like had like, it was, it was like if you took like maybe, uh, if you reduced it by uh, five feet and took a lot of the lumps out of it, it would actually look like an MG. <laughs> but there were lumps where there shouldn't have been lumps. Right. Very strange looking. And actually, the the I like the story of the mirror too. That was pretty simple, but I like how it was a. Executed, yeah, I guess it, it was, was well pretty... executed. The mirror one was was it, it was a it was a good ex- example of not necessarily needing any uh, any real effects to to get a real effect feeling out of it. You know. Yeah, and I also saw that she uh, apparently the uh, actress who smashed the mirror. They only had one mirror because they had a small budget. <laughs> so yeah, you know what really flipped me out is she attacked that mirror. Well, she said she point, had to she... commit to it because it was the only one they had. Yeah, but only that. But I, I couldn't figure out how she didn't just like get herself cut to shreds. I was, wor- yeah, I was worried about her. I was like, oh no, she's gonna cut her hand. Yeah, that's literally me too. And I was wondering, I, I, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm sure they didn't have another one. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't, what, now, what do you rate now, this one? Was 
What would I rate it? Mm, maybe 2.7? I think like I'm that. at a solid three, because I think it's yeah. a little bit above average, but yeah, long. It was, it was a little bit above average. I do have to say, though, is that uh, in general, and I've seen, man, I have seen so many. Paul and I just sit and go through YouTube and try and find uh, uh, black and white films uh, from Britain and America. And the thing that I have noticed is that in that period, America was doing much better on sound. Oh, and yes, yes. American films really figured out their sound, and by the time they got out of the 30s. You know what that is? All the microphones that they had in World War II were blowing up. And uh, they had <laughs> microphones by the time World War II was over. Well, yeah, Brit Brit Britain has actually had a long, long history of really bad microphones. <laughs> if 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 you see the ones from the snooker uh, announcers, yes, yes. where it looks it looks <laughs> like there are mustache that comes up over like this. <laughs> they 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 really have had a long history of well, uh, electronics in general. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about that car. I bet you the electronics in that car were pretty scary. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah, right. British car, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, the British kind of had a way of, and and they went through a war and all the rest of that. But they had this way of, of they probably were using exactly the same microphones that they used in 1930, uh, in 1946. In fact, probably you absolutely know that they did. I mean, it does sound like an older film than it is. Yeah, and you know, of course, we were watching kind of a rough copy. I think. Yeah, but the music was actually worse it was recorded much worse much worse than the than the sound in the film and you could tell the difference and you're going like huh well that's because really it sounded like the like the music w was run through a gramophone they did <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah it was there were parts where it was a little difficult to hear what they were saying but i mean if i was british it might have been easier <laughs> that's true but no no but it was just terrible sound i mean the 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 music the sound of the music was absolutely awful and the sound of everything else uh was kind of like listening to an am radio in 19 uh <laughs> in the 50s you know it was just yeah, uh, yeah rough but like i say you know it it, it was a it it, it was it it surprised me because I'm I'm pretty sure that it wasn't done on location. Uh, I because, doubt it. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have had the ability really to do that. But the uh, I I have to think to myself that somebody else had to have built all those sets and stuff. That that had to they had to have been sitting on the set on the location on the the lot somewhere. To right. me, they felt like borrowed sets. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're borrowed, especially the one with the Christmas um, where they were hide and seek. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that was the weirdest I, one. I didn't know what the hell was going on with that. So, but I, I, I think I vaguely remember a story that I, I don't know what show it was, but I remember seeing a show where there was a room behind a room. I think it was based on a true story though, where some some sibling killed the other, or somebody got killed and the sibling took the blame for it or something. But it was back in the 1800s. I don't know. I don't know my history. I should have looked it up before I opened my mouth. Wow, you should have. I can't believe that you did that. that that's, that's well, I'm just, I want people to make comments and tell me how stupid I am. Because at least we'll know people are listening. So <laughs> make some comments. Trash me. Trash me, baby. <laughs> so, you know, when I mess up, I do it on purpose.
many people do we have that watch this, by the way? Uh, if we do an Indian movie, it's like thousands. But if we do a British movie from the 40s, probably about five. Five? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Our show doesn't have any loyal listeners, I don't think. I've, I've, that's one thing I've learned is like we kind of fluctuate depending on what our subject matter is. Ah, oh, good. Well, and when we do older movies, we get people like David Silverman going, "Hey, hey, Say, <laughs> so let you talk about him. I'm not going to talk about David Silverman. But... Is that enough? I think we're done with this one. I, I think that we're done. It's dead in the night. <laughs>